This episode of Hacker Public Radio. I'm Zoke, and today we're going to talk about my favourite Linux apps. See, I'm finally doing a Linux, well, kind of Linux-based one. So I run, well, it's Ubuntu technically. It was Ubuntu breezy when I started, but it's been upgraded and hacked around so much it probably really needs to reinstall at some point. Before they had the new Xorg config stuff, I ran the MV scripts and automatics and all these sorts of things, so it's a little hacked around. It's now hardy, and I use XFCE mainly, so I guess that makes it Zubuntu. It does still work, though, and that's quite amazing if you compare it to a similar upgrade of Windows. How would a machine that started off in Windows 3.1 and is now running Vista work? Well, actually, it wouldn't, because the hardware wouldn't be Vista-capable, but you get the idea. Breezy, dapper, edgy, feisty, gutsy, hardy. All upgrades, quite often the betas or RCs, to avoid the rush. And apart from a few minor odd things, like the graphics driver not appearing in the restricted drivers bit for some reason, it works perfectly. Actually, that did just turn up on the recent upgrades, but it wasn't there for a while, which is a bit odd. Even that isn't a problem, because I installed from the NVIDIA drivers and it works. I can get Compiz working even, although I don't, because it would be silly running Compiz when you're meant to be running a so-called lighter desktop in XFCE. So today I'm going to go through some of the apps I use and I like, and a few that I'm trying out and seem cool. Of course, you'll have different needs to me and like different things, so you don't need to email me to point out why you think I'm wrong. Do please email me if you have an application you think I will like, though. I love the feel of a new software package on your machine. It's, it's almost invigorating, like you have a new toy to play with and your productivity is much higher. I... yeah, okay, so I'm a complete tech head here. Anyway, on to the applications. Mail. I used to use Evolution, because it was the default with GNOME, and I realised I used about 1% of it. So currently I'm playing around with Thunderbird, and as I do have an IMAP server, thanks Jess, it's easy to try out different ones. I even use Mutt occasionally, which takes me back to when I used to use Elm and Pine at university. I do also have Squirrel Mail set up for receiving only. Thanks again, Chess. But Thunderbird is what I'm using mostly at the moment. I blame the Lug Radio guys for getting me to play around with Mail again. They were talking about trying out different email clients a few weeks back. Web browser. Well, I use Flock as my main browser, which is no surprise if you've listened to my Flock HPR episode. However, I do use Firefox in various profiles, such as a dev one I have set up with various development extensions. I do also have links installed for when I host my Xorg conf file and need to remember the commands to fix it, although that has been ages since I've done that with the Bulletproof X. I use Squid as a local proxy and have it doing various things, and I may actually do an episode about that to let you guys know what I do, and then you can tell me what I'm doing wrong and why I shouldn't be doing it. Anyway, the extensions I use... No script which turns off the JavaScript and the like for safer browsing, allows you to temporarily or permanently allow it per website though, which is really cool. TabMix Plus, it's sort of better than the Firefox tabs, but it also does things like let me use a custom user Chrome file to have the tabs on the left, as this laptop is widescreen, it looks a lot better that way. That doesn't quite work with Flock because they've moved things around, but it does work very well in Firefox. Firekeeper, which is an intrusion and detection extension apparently, 
got some good reviews. I put it on there. It does pop up occasionally and say, "Oh, something nasty's trying to do something." Let me know if you think it's good or not, and let me know why. All in one sidebar puts things on the side like an opera. Secure login. It stops Firefox also filling in any saved passwords. Yes, I do have Flock save some passwords. Nothing really important. Just a couple of things that are just being lazy and it just saves me having to remember and type them all in. I'll talk more about passwords later. Adblock Plus to block ads, of course. I set up a main profile and then link the patterns in to the other profiles from the other versions of Firefox I run, so everyone's running the same blacklist. And Download Status Bar, which instead of using a separate window shows downloads in the Status Bar. Funnily enough, hence Download Status Bar. Those are run on every single version. I also, on Flock, run Morning Coffee, which sets up websites to open when you click on the coffee icon. You can have it running either daily or weekly, or certain days, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, for example. So if you have something that comes out, say, every Wednesday, there was a podcast that you wanted to listen to that was, you know, two hours of rambling, insightful um, talking about things, then you could have it on Thursday to automatically load up that page up, and you could then download it or listen to it or whatever if you wanted. I also use GreaseMonkey, which lets you run a ton of user scripts on various sites. I'm also playing around with writing a few, although I really suck at writing them, because whilst I was a developer and coder, it was mainly Visual Basic, because we were a big Microsoft place. We did have a couple of C programs. We had some D-based stuff, but basically it was Visual Basic. Haha, <laughs> basically. I also use Scrapbook, which lets you save a page locally and then edit and highlight it. That's pretty cool. My dev extensions, I use Firebug, which allows you to edit websites on the fly and dig through the CSS and stuff. That's pretty cool, though that's... <sighs> it majorly crashes Firefox 3, the beta. I've noticed, uh, literally, you turn it on, you load a page, it crashes, you reload, it crashes, you reload, it crashes. You turn it off, the page loads fine. I use the web developer extension, that allows you to change the cookies, look at them, remove them, view the source, play the CSS and a bunch of stuff, that's really cool. I use FirePHP, which is very similar to Firebug, but for PHP, funnily enough. User Agent Switcher, this lets you change the user agent, funnily enough. And GreaseMonkey again, because, as I said, I've written a few very simple scripts. Now I'm a horrid organiser, as anyone who listens to me in IRC probably knows, I've been talking about an encryption HPR episode that I started in, well this was going to be my second episode of HPR, and I've even recorded some of it, and I le left it because I, don't because I don't like how it sounds. It's not ever going to see the light of day in the current state. I am trying to write a vague script, release some notes, and I keep changing it. But, as it stands, it's not ever going to see the light of day. So I've been trying to organise myself better, and to that end, I've been using tracks to keep a to-do list, and TiddlyWiki to keep notes for various things, both of which I use with Prism to keep them standalone, mainly as Flock and Firefox are still memory hogs, and this laptop only has half a gig, of which Flock is currently, as I write these notes, taking half of that, so it slows things down, so I actually closed it down so I could record this properly. I use XChat with the Uberscript extensions for IRC, although if you could get someone like IRSSI, or as Dave Yates likes to pronounce it, RC, RC, I don't know. But you could use that to keep a screen session and then connect text chat to the screen session, at least in theory you should be able to. No idea if you can, but does that sound cool? Anyone have an idea how to do that? 
Let me know. I use PC Man as my file manager. I do keep changing around and I try different ones out. I've tried um, the new KDE one, whose name escapes me, Nautilus, Thunar, Thunar, however you want to pronounce it. I say Thunar, it's a single N, so Thunar. ELM, ML, FM, Doodar thingy, the Deviates favourite, MLFM2, I believe it's called. I've tried that one. I've tried uh, the Norton Commander, like ones, Midnight Commander, and all those. I keep coming back to PC Man. It is pretty much doing everything I want. There's two things it doesn't do. You can't easily change the size of the picture thumbnails. Yes, you can go into the options and change it. But in Nautilus, you can simply do, I think it's a shift equals sign to, to get the plus, or control plus to, to make the bigger, and then minus to make it smaller again, which is really cool. And you can't hit backspace to go up one page. Now, I'm left-handed, so I have the mouse on my left hand. My right hand normally hovers around the page up, page down, backspace sort of keys. And I, I use a combination of the two to flick around between the directories. And it's easier for me if I'm moving around, so I highlight some files, right-click, cut, for example. It's easier to backspace up and then double-click to go into another directory, then move over to the left and do it. I find that faster, but I can't use backspace. Minor annoyance, but there we go. I do Twitter now. I'm still kind of figuring it out, but it, it, I can see benefit in it now. I use Twill to use Twitter. That's T-W-H-I-R-L. I do keep changing around. I've tried a lot of them, like Twitter, G-Twitter, and all these ones, and I've had problems with all of them. Twitter, for example, kept hearing about access tonight. Twill doesn't remember my password, though, which bugs me a little, because things like that, it's just my Twitter password. It's not like my bank details. I'm really not that fast. And it would be nice to remember that so I can just automatically log in. I do understand that that is a problem with Air because Adobe Air version is actually older. If you look at um, Zoke.org, I did a post about this, how you can't actually get a Linux version until you go to the dev area, and they've got a really old one. If anyone does want to follow me on Twitter, I am Zoke, so twitter.com slash Zoke X-Ray Oscar Kilo Echo. I use KeyPassX for holding all my passwords for everything. And the cool thing about this is this, the database file it stores is really encrypted for a start. But it's operating system agnostic. So you can actually then stick it on a thumb drive and load it in from the Windows version. Of course, why would you want to? Linux is way cooler, but there you go. I use Ardor for recording these podcasts. I did use Audacity, but on Gutsy they had a beta and it crashed way too much. In fact, the first episode, it took me literally five days, I think it was, of of fairly you know, several hours each day of trying to tidy it up because you'd be, oh, I, I said, er, that, but let's tidy that, that up and I burped here, so let's remove that. Oh, it's crashed again. I've oh, Reload, oh, I didn't save that right. Change that, delete that bit right. Save. Do this, do this, one more bit. Save. Wait for it to save right. Do this. It took forever. Really annoying. I haven't had any of that issues with our door. The only complaints it won't save it as an MP3, so I export it as a WAV file, and then I actually have a bash script to just grab the export .wav and convert it to HPR xxx.mp3, which I can then plug whatever number it is, or leave it and let Jupes and Enigma do that. The bash script basically runs the lame command with a, a dash b, I believe, or hyphen b if you want, for the bitrate. I use Amarok for playing music. 
can also sync to my iPod, but since I put Rockbox on the iPod, I tend to just copy the files over using PC Man. I get my podcasts via Bashpodder, with a cron job, of course. I listen to them with Audacious, although it does try to suck listening to TLLTS live for some reason. You get four or five minutes in, and then hangs up. So I don't use Audacious for streaming. You can use stuff like VLC, that's much better. But Audacious is a nice, simple player for listening to podcasts on a laptop with. I use FileZilla for FTP. I have had problems with other FTP clients not remembering things and having issues with lots of these things, trying to make multiple connections to servers and getting me booted off because they only allow one. I did literally try every single FTP client, open up Synaptic, search for FTP, install all. FileZilla is the one that works the best for me. does everything I want. has such a cool name as well. I mean, they always have their own theme song, you know, rising through the net, 30 servers high, it's open source, you don't need to buy Fozilla! Uh, yeah, yeah, but if they did, they'd have to have Falzuki and that'd be the stupid lame one that no one liked. And yeah. Okay, maybe they shouldn't do a song then. No, let's grab that idea. I use Baobab for dry space analysis. It's B-A-O-B-A-B. Bravo Alpha Oscar Bravo Alpha Bravo for dry space analysis. It shows you how much is space is being taken up by various things and shows this pie chart with files. It's really cool. I use KTorrent for torrents, although I haven't tried transmission yet and I probably should do, but I do love the RSS feed in KTorrent. You can just grab the feed from tvrss.net or, I mean, um, the legal, you know, uh, uh, RSS feed for the latest Ubuntu builds uh, and have that as an RSS, have that feed in KTorrent and have it download it for you load it into KTorrent, boom, hit refresh, it lists them all for you and then just download them. I use Pigeon for IM, although I will have to try Fun Pigeon out sometime. I use Digicam for organising my photos. I do love this, although I'm trying to tag all my photos. I took a bunch when I did, I did some travelling a few years back. Went round America and Australia and, and brief stop in Thailand and stuff. And I took literally thousands upon thousands of pictures. So, four continents, including Europe, England, of course, and thousands of photos. That takes a bit of sorting. I have heard you're able to connect to Gallery 2 and Picasso Web and the like. I'm still playing around with that a little, having some issues. But if I figure that out, I may do an episode on that and let people know how to do it. I use GQ View, though, for sorting through photos in a directory. It's a really nice, quick, simple program that allows you to scan through each file and delete you don't like. Others just laid up one picture up, which you can then go through and page through the others. GQ View is cool because it shows you a little thumbnails of the others, and you have and you have a little file manager shows the directories. You can click on those and go through them. When I was using Windows, I used to use Irfan View, and I've been looking for something similar on Linux, and GQ View is pretty close. Doesn't allow you to crop. That's the only thing, but that's cool. I use GIMP. That's a given, pretty much, although I am trying out Inkscape because of the scalability. Zoom right in, it's still a cool picture. I hate the whole 30 boots and then you have to wait 20 minutes for the Fusking check to, I mean, FSCK check to run. So I installed Autofusk, which switches it to the shutdown. And then it warns you that you have hit the 30 boots and asks whether you want it to run the check now or not. So if you are in the middle of rebooting, you can just say no, and it waits. And if you're 
done for the day and you're shutting down and you're going to leave the computer and go to bed or whatever, you can hit yes and then you walk away and it runs everything and that's cool. I use dosage to get the webcomics every morning. Another cron job and then I can quickly skim through them with GQ view. And I think that's about it. These are the programs I use the most. I mean, there are a ton more that I've played with, I'm sure. These are the ones I use every day, though, or almost every day. There are others I've used in the past, like Scribers, for example. I used to do a Scout newsletter, but no one seemed to bother reading them, so I figured screw it, and I stopped doing them. And no one's actually mentioned, hey, where are these that used to do? So I really don't think anyone read them. Scribers is really cool, and if you're doing desktop publishing, I do recommend it. I use gedit for no real reason. It and kedit pretty much the same. I mean, you, you type words and they appear on screen. I mean, that's about it, really. There's only so much you can add into a text editor before it becomes self-aware like Emacs and, you know, tries to kill us all like Skynet. Uh, yeah, I'm a Vi person. If I'm not using gedit for the basic typing stuff up. I want to also use a timer applet with the XFCE XF applet, I think it is, to run a GNOME applet on XFCE to time my kid reading every night so he's managed to do 20 minutes uh, oh and I have Conky on my desktop but I really think that's about it that is basically all my apps I don't use Tomboy as I said I use the TiddlyWiki instead I think that's about it I'm sure I'm going to remember something else but there we go oh and I'd just like to say Eurovision sucks um, it knocked off to if I got to wait an extra week for my Who fix so I hate Eurovision that's about it. I'd like to thank everyone for listening. You can go and visit my website at soak.org, x-ray Oscar Kilo Echo dot Oscar Romeo Golf. You can email me at zocosoro at gmail.com, x-ray Oscar Kilo Echo Sierra Oscar Romeo Echo at gmail.com. All that detail is on the Hack Public Radio page. I'd like to welcome the new people doing episodes. And remind everyone else that if you want to do an episode on pretty much everything, because, hey, Enigma will let me waffle on about Doctor Who for an episode and a half. If you want to do an episode on anything, feel free to talk to Enigma about it. Email admin at Hacker Public Radio. Talk to him about doing an episode. You're basically going to get in. Thanks very much for listening. I'll catch you next time. Thank you for listening to Hacker Public Radio. HPR is sponsored by Caro.net. So head on over to caro.net for all your hosting needs.